Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from the 12 by 12 Picture Book Writing Challenge. Picture book authors need to be fairly prolific to be published. That's why members of 12 by 12 aim to write one picture book draft a month. Through an online forum, monthly webinars, a private Facebook group, and more, members enjoy the accountability, support, and motivation of a fantastic community of authors and illustrators. Registration is only open in January and February. Visit 12by12challenge.com slash membership for more information. That's 12x12challenge.com slash membership. Support also comes from Little Feminist Book Club. Little Feminist wants to help you diversify your child's bookshelf. Each month, they send one to two books featuring characters of underrepresented backgrounds. Little Feminist spends months consulting with a team of educators, librarians, and parents to pick each book and create a suite of hands-on activities to accompany them. Whether it's treasure hunts or DIY musical instruments, the goal of the included activities is to make the stories come alive for both children and families. Go to littlefeminist.com and use the coupon code WINNER for $5 off when you order, or click on the link at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast to get started today. Raise good humans, one children's book at a time. But I believe that... Legend of Ninja Cowboy Bear came out just as I was entering <laughs> the school library, and I've oh, wow. I've bought it um, multiple times, but I've bought it for all three now of the schools that I've been a librarian in, and I always oh, bring it out. I'm like, you. I'm gonna teach you a game that you're gonna play forever and ever, <laughs> and it's gonna be because of me. Oh my gosh! So that that book Thank is so yeah, we have a history together. That book and me, and that, I love that. Really, um, that just made a day. My. I did, I think my heart just doubled inside. We want our readers and our kids to always feel safe. But what does that look like when creating board books for the very young? And how does one convey an earnest message without coming off as moralistic or heavy-handed? This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 487. I'm your host, Matthew Winner, and today I'm joined by Hilary Lung, author of Will Giraffe Laugh, the fourth in a series about a friend group of animals and their interactions with one another, including Will Bear Share? Will Ladybug Hug? And Will Sheep Sleep? 
Hillary is also the co-creator of The Legend of Ninja Cowboy Bear, a cornerstone picture book of every school library I have worked in. You'll find out why in our conversation and might just want to join the fun. Please welcome my guest, Hilary Lung, author, illustrator of Will Giraffe Laugh. Hi, my name's Hilary Lung. Uh, I'm a proud dad of two awesome kids. And when I'm not preparing meals or washing dishes or doing laundry, which is never ending around here, uh, I also write and draw kids books. My new Scholastic Board Book series features cute and quirky animal friends engaging in daily childhood struggles. Uh, each 40-page book is loaded with subtle humor and unexpected twists. Uh, Will Traff Laugh is in store January 29th. My preferred pronouns are he, him, and his. You... And I'm super excited to be talking to you today. <laughs> I was going to say, you are a powerhouse. Let me just put it that way. I... <laughs> I'm getting your board books. We're going to talk about my history with your work, Hillary, but I'm getting your board books when my I have two kids and my daughter is three. And these are the sweetest books ever to read. The two I have are um, Will Ladybug Hug and Will Bear Share. And I saw that um, I saw a big like bookstore display for you doing um, the premiere of Will Giraffe Laugh soon because you said it comes out end of January. Yes. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my word, it's though. exciting to... No, please, go ahead. Oh, it's just really exciting to finally be able to share all, all these books that I've been working on, like, over a year ago. I love the way that you respect children in these board books. I want to jump right in because... And we'll get... We need to get to The Legend of Ninja Cowboy Bear, which is where your and my story <laughs> began. We'll get there. But So, in Will Ladybug Hug... It is that premise of a ladybug going around wanting to hug friends. It says, Ladybug loves hugs. She hugs to say hello. She hugs to say goodbye. But will her friends let Ladybug hug? And the entire book is about consent. And it's beautiful. And I thought, oh my word, you wrote a consent book for like three-year-olds. Asking that question, is it okay if I do this? And of course, you include a character that that's not okay. And then you circle back and allow space for what might be an a, an okay gesture of greeting then. I just thought that is it's it just it just filled my heart. It I thought it was so beautiful and I thought how poignant a message you were sharing in such a um uh uh, a, a reduced down format of just characters on a page, accompanying words, and a splash of color in the back. Oh, thank you, Matthew. It's oh, that's I, I'm such a big fan of a fan of your your podcast, and and uh, you read so many books, and and it's, I'm thrilled. Yeah, this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no. This is this is amazing. Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm grateful. I'm, just I'm, to... I'm overwhelmed right now. I mean, I'm overwhelmed that I get to talk to you. Come on, this is a big deal for me. Uh... <laughs> I I want to know if I can walk this backwards because I know there are four books. Let me just mm-hmm. walk backwards and ask first: Did you sell it to Scholastic as a four book deal? Did you have four books in mind? Uh, no, not at all. It's, uh, <laughs> it's actually it's a pretty funny thing. I I. I met Patty Ann Harris at, at an SCBWI conference uh, a number of years ago, and then um, this is this is a crazy story. I I 
I, I worked for a month on like my best picture book dummies and uh, or, uh sorry board book dummies and um they have all these like you know die cuts and uh, and moving parts and, and and as a last minute thing I, I threw i also threw in this 40 page book dummy uh will bear share um just in a pile because you know i'm already in new york i might as well show her and 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 she loved all the board book ideas um but the will bear share was the was one title that you know really resonated with her and her team, and and she uh, she you know she she called me up and and told me that that's the book that they wanted, and um, is there you know would would I mind making you know three or four more of them? And, <laughs> I mean, of course I said, <laughs> said yes, uh, that's great. And then like after I hung up hung up the phone, I was like, oh, geez, I. I have to. <laughs> it took me. It took a lot of work to get this first one, to, uh, this first one down, and um, now I have to I have this challenge to create four more, um, four more books in this in this series that, you know, that I can still feel proud and and and, and stand behind and, um, and it, and the the sheep book was actually the second the second one in the series that um that came out and that that came really fast. I actually. I think I wrote and, and, and finished it in like three days. Um, and, you know, it, everything just clicked really quickly. But then the Ladybug, the Ladybug book, it, it sat with me for like uh, like nine months. Like I remember I, I was at um, our, um, the family cottage and I was, you know, testing it and just trying to figure out what, what the story can be. And then so the, the Sheep and the Bear book um, is – it's pretty straightforward. Like you kind of, it's like a call and answer, and uh, and and the onus is on the main character. Like, will this main character react a certain way? So I thought it'd be really interesting to, especially for a consent book, it, it, it makes sense in hindsight. But like, have is it okay for her friends to react a certain way, and then have this kind of a call and answer thing going? And uh, and and it makes sense to have like every everything makes sense after after the fact that. You know, when, when a puzzle clicks and fits together, it's like, oh, well, this should have been very uh, obvious from the very beginning. But like, it definitely it took a long time but to work a, and, and, and work work it out for Ladybug. But I couldn't be happier how it all came together. It's a power shift, too, though, because in the first... Yes. I, I have not read Sheep, but I know from reading Bear that that main character, as you're saying, the power centers on the main character. Will Bear share her berries? Yes. Will Bear share her book? Yes, and you always have that counterexample, right? Will Bear share her toothbrush? No, toothbrushes are not for sharing. But yeah, when you, you got to keep your readers on their toes. <laughs> but when you switch to consent, when you switch to hugs, you're giving away that power. Um, and, you know, you're giving Ladybug that opportunity. If I go back to the sheep part, um, because I just adore it. Will sheep let Ladybug hug? No, sheep does not want to hug, and that's okay. And then you just move on to the next. Yeah. Will frog let ladybug hug? Yes, jumping hugs <laughs> are fun. We just keep moving on. Um, I feel like, you know, we, 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 we never take for granted the, the ideas, examples, um, modeling that a child will walk away from when reading a book, right? And particularly in a board book, that that book may be read over and over um, and then internalized over and over to make sure that that message was the message you want to stand behind is yes. important. So, Hillary, it makes all the sense to me that it would take a little longer. Yeah, total. <laughs> I guess 
<laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> worth it. I think to have um, a, a board book be something that an elementary school librarian wants to read to his kindergarten through fifth graders is kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> because we so we finished up our um, my students participated in a mock Credit Scott King Award. We did it last year. We did it this year, right? And uh, we read all of these different books that potentially could be considered by the Credit Scott King Committee. Uh, which will be at the end of this month. But two of those books, as it turns out, were Don't Touch My Hair by Cherie Miller and Can I Touch Your Hair, poems of, what is it, friendship, race, and something. Um, But a a, a beautiful book of poetry, but both centering on consent. And um, I find that for whatever reason, children seem to think that you know, hair isn't really a personal part of your body. You know, you could touch people's arms or touch people's legs or whatever, and you know that that's, that's a no-no. But, I mean, hair is for everybody to touch, right? <laughs> of course it's not. No, 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 that's a strange... Yeah, but, I mean, for you to be modeling down to, I don't know, pre-reading age, that even something like hugs, we have to make sure that that person's okay with it because I mean, I remember my daughter's natural inclination from the time that she could walk, she would open her arms and fall <laughs> into people to hug them. I don't yes. know. You're just really striking on a lot of really sweet memories for me. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, I actually, I made these books around the same, like my daughter was, my daughter's four now, but like when I made these books, she was two and three years old, like two and yeah, between two and three. And uh, yeah, having a son and daughter, it was, it was important for me to make sure I got the book just right. Like I, I want them to understand, you know, what consent is, and um, you know, when it's okay, you know, to hug, and and it's okay not to hug too, because you know, we we all have we all have like uh, friends and family that um, you know that we that want hugs from our kids and stuff like that, and it's um, yeah, it, we want them. We want our kids to always feel safe, and, it, and it's okay, you know, if they don't feel like hugging right now. And uh, it's a good, it's a great, it's a great way for parents to be able to talk to kids about that. Hopefully. So, what do you have happening in Will Giraffe Laugh? What does what does that story look like? Um, well, it's giraffe ha- is feeling grumpy. It's a, it deals oh. with grumpiness, <laughs> and I thought it'd be nice to teach or. To have a, a story about you know how how to how to work with the grumpy friend and you know <laughs> and how uh, how friends can try like different ways that friends can help other friends feel better and and, and uh, yeah I, I don't know if I don't want to give away the ending but please it's, don't uh, <laughs> it's a, yeah it, yeah things work out in an unexpected way I, I think I can say that but it sounds. <laughs> I mean, looking at the arc of your stories, to have the these four books go from a character deciding whether or not they will they will dish out, they will share the things that they have, the power being there, not to harp on power, but to go from there to asking for someone's consent, to here seeing that that others in relationship to you have great power in in supporting you and helping you and helping carry the load when you might not be able to carry it yourself, right? I think oh, about wow. how important it is for me to tell my students as well as telling my children, there's days when I feel really low, but if by the end of that class, my mood has changed, I want to make sure 
that I affirm with you, you did that. I feel better. I feel lighter because you were in my life in this moment. Your presence did that. Let me affirm that power in you, right? Oh, wow. What a nice thing to say. Uh, yeah, totally. This is, and you're going to have a little story time. You're doing probably a lot of them with your book visits or school visits or whatever, but you're about to have a little bookstore visit with all these little readers. <laughs> oh, I am envious of that, of that hallowed time you get to have with them. That's great. Thanks. Thanks. No, it's exciting. Uh, story time is, yeah, definitely, definitely the best. Uh, kids are kids are smart and honest, and yeah, and, and actually, before before even these books became in, you know real books, I uh, a big part of my process is um, is audience testing. I I like to I like to read uh, read my books to to kids before even sending you know final art uh, to my to my art director and. Um, do you have, it's not, it's, no, I was just going to ask you if you have like a good, do you have a good test group? Because sometimes I feel like kids just want to love everything I share with them. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> I don't want you to love this. I want you to be honest with me. Yeah, well, I, I, I do. I actually do um, because my kids are, uh, I have a, a four and uh, four and six year old. And so I have, I can go into like a kindergarten class at my kid's school uh, whenever, wherever, wherever I whenever I want, I, you know, I have to set up ahead of time, but <laughs> they're always happy, yes. you know, for me to, to go in. And, um, yeah, I, I, I find it really useful. Like you, you, there's no better way to see if your work is any good than to read it out loud to a, a group of kids. Truth. And <laughs> yeah, whether you want to or not, they are pretty, un, pretty unfiltered. Um, and yeah, yeah, you can, you can see if it holds their attention and you can see what resonates with them, what makes them laugh and what, what doesn't. So, and, and I, you know, I sometimes read other people's books too, just to see, you know, what, you know, what's that, what's that part that, uh, makes them really, makes them the surprises and delights them. You know, that's, that's, I learn a lot through there. And that's, that's actually a lesson that I learned at my, at the, the old toy studio I used to work for at Sega Mini, um, I think the most important lesson I learned is audience testing. Audience testing. I yeah. feel like as a as a writer myself, but also a librarian, how privileged I feel that I read books all the time. So I have a I feel a pretty strong sense of I can tell where I need to slow down for a reader or where they do react or what feels like a good flow. Those books as mentor texts. So when I return to my own, I try to keep in mind those mentor texts. But but as envious as I am of you getting to have this wonderful story time with children, I have a segue here. I'm proud of the okay. segue, Hillary. <laughs> I have something you can be ultimately jealous of because for years since I became a librarian, if, if, I, if I'm figuring my timeline correctly, really close to the time I started being a librarian, there was this book reviewed in SLJ or whatever I was reading to get book reviews, to be able to buy books, to fill my um, annual, um, you know, book order. Mm -hmm. And there was this little book in there called The Legend of Ninja <laughs> Cowboy Bear. And since the day that book walked into my library, I have had this amazing bonding game, a full body game of rock, paper, scissors that we play. And that that's because of you. Thank you for having this book that was a thing <laughs> but i understand there's like a story behind this book being a thing that i want to know about because all i knew at that young naive time of me again being a being a, 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 a starting librarian at least um was just that 
it was a book that was reviewed and like any book in a in a journal that's reviewed you you buy it and then you read it to children or try to find the right reader for the book and in this case i was one of the right readers <laughs> so can you can you walk me through the origin Amazing. story of the legend of ninja cowboy bear um yeah sure sure thing um so the legend of ninja cowboy bear uh was a self-published book um see that my good f- come on <laughs> i was waiting for the words to come out of your mouth i i still don't believe it but go please go oh sure <sighs> uh, so i i worked uh 10 years ago i worked at this uh, high-tech company that manufactured integrated circuits which is just like a, a microchip company um so it wasn't it was it's was very techy it wasn't terribly uh creative or anything super exciting so um my good friend David Bruins and I worked at this high tech company, and uh, and you know we shared the same sense of um, sense of humor and sense of design, and and on our coffee breaks and lunch breaks we often talk about you know working on a collaborating on a, a fun project together because like we worked really well together, and uh, you know this these microchips weren't really exciting us in in, in a creative way, so we <laughs> said hey let's let's make a kids book together, and uh, he had two young kids at the time, and. Um, yeah, we, we slowly crafted this this book um, called The Legend, ended up being called The Legend of Ninja Cowboy Bear together. And it was, we, we, we looked we looked at different publishers, like, you know, as we, we didn't know what we were doing. I, I'll just throw that out there right now. And we, we, so we Google, you know, how do we submit, you know, how do we get our books published? <laughs> and, and quite often these, these publisher sites would say, well, we don't, we don't. Uh, we currently do not accept unsolicited manuscripts. So, like, well, I guess that door is closed. So, let's uh, let's do this ourselves. And um, we we decided. We, well, we actually we flirted with uh, using a print-on-demand company um, like Lulu or uh, or you know one of those services. And we weren't quite happy with uh, the print quality and and the profit margins were really really slim so we decided to invest ten thousand dollars into printing two thousand copies of our book okay and, wait uh... stop wait stop <laughs> okay. wait okay wait at, at, i am feeling my heart like beating in my throat right now at what point <laughs> maybe you're like born with extreme confidence that i just don't realize but how does one find anyone self-publishing how does one find the confidence the the knowing that it's ready that kind of how do how do you know when you're like I'm gonna press send on ten thousand dollars for two thousand books that are just gonna like I, arrive in a box? I, I well, it was a little easier because you know we each put in five thousand. Okay. So, and and then and then you know we were thinking you know worst case scenario we have some you know reusable Christmas gifts for the next ten years <laughs> that we can send to family friends and and such. Um. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like we, we just, we were really proud of the book that we, and we felt like we could stand behind it. It was like, hey, you know, let's, let's just see where this can go, right? And, and, it, and here's the thing: like we, we ended up with like 20 boxes of books in our garage, and like, all right, let the money roll in. And then there was that, that realization: it's like, oh man, these books aren't going to sell themselves. So uh, we had to pound the pavement, and um, yes. we physically walked into 72 different bookstores in the the greater toronto area 72 oh my word yeah but we were so lucky because like 36 of them said yes they they would carry our books so that like the one to two ratio was 
like in, in ten years, you got to you have to you have to realize like uh, ten years ago there were a lot more independent bookstores that's around. True. And, uh, that's true. And uh, we had some really great advocates, and uh, they 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 liked our book. And um, yeah, shortly after uh, we we got approached by Kids Can Press, um, this big Canadian uh, book publisher that that really liked what we were doing and asked if they could license our book. And we said, yeah, sure, let's, let's do this. And, uh, they made it into a series. It was, um, uh, it was a, uh, McDonald's books across Canada this, uh, last month. And, uh, that was really cool. Cause you know, it was right on the almost exactly is... 10 year anniversary. So it was uh, like, uh, it was the book that was book. like just included in happy meals. Well, it was an option, so True. The, of course, yes, you could always get the toy, but if you or the book to, about you could... ninjas, cowboys, and bears, come on, Ex- exactly. <laughs> well, we were competing against Rubik's Cube no, up here in Canada. That's true. That's <laughs> so I'm like, that's oh, man. It was it was a tough call for me. I'm like, oh, should I get the Rubik's Cube or should I get my little book? Should here? I get my own so. book? <laughs> <laughs> but since you made all of that bank off of your self-published book, you just bought two Happy Meals. <laughs> so you could have them both. So so I'm exactly. realizing that probably the way that it got to me would have been when Kids Can Press picked it up because then it would have also been able to be submitted to something like SLJ for yes, a review. They because a lot of doors I was going to say, because I know that SLJ and some other publishers don't accept um, like self-published or independently published works. So that's yes. probably where that step was. But still, that's... I mean, I, I can't even get over that 36 of those um, uh, bookstores were supportive. That That's an incredible backing. Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from Viz Media. Viz is excited to announce that Pokemon Adventures, the most popular and longest-running Pokemon comic, is now available digitally. Visit viz.com slash Pokemon to read a free preview of the beloved All Ages series. That's viz.com slash Pokemon. Support for the Children's Book Podcast also comes from longtime supporter Storyteller Academy. Learn the art of storytelling from published authors, illustrators, and editors at Storyteller Academy. Sign up today at storytelleracademy.com. And I'm realizing, yeah. Hillary, as we're talking, that I don't think we've even we've we've given the history of the book justice, but I don't think we've given the story itself justice. Oh. <laughs> so, do you mind if I book talk the book to people listening? Because oh, I've... it would be an honor. And then whatever I missed, just tell me because here's here's <laughs> what my experience with the book over I don't know ten years has been. Um, this is a story. The Legend of Ninja Cowboy Bear is a rock paper scissors story, but it's never it's never mentioned anywhere that it's a rock, paper, scissors story. But why I say that is that um, these three friends end up being in competition to see who is the strongest or who is the fastest. And um, it's always that one wins to one of the, uh, to, to, to one of the other two, but loses to the third of the other two. Yes. Uh, so that dynamic means that no one person can be the strongest over the rest of the group. They're all hinging on that relationship, which is the relationship of rock, paper, scissors. And um, I love among many, many things. I, I love uh, the symmetry and the art that you have, particularly I'm picturing the, um, the rocks in the bear when ninja is like, there's just moments that are 
there's moments that are special to me. I love, uh. <laughs> I love the, um, um, when all the bunnies are in a row on one side and ninjas like peeking out from the one tree on the left-hand side of the page and then the one <laughs> tree on the right-hand side of the page and then they're just like swooped up. Um, but in the back of the book, then you also include this how-to. Here's how to play Ninja Cowboy Bear. And it is, as I was describing earlier, a full-body version of Rock, Paper, Scissors. You stand back-to-back, uh, you walk three paces away, and you turn around, um, and you either do, like, guns at the holster for um, cowboy, or you do uh, ninja pose for ninja, or big, tall arms for bear. And we, if you can picture it in our library, when kids go to book selection... It can be a little bit of a wild time. And so the way always, always that I draw them back, I want you to find whatever book you want, but I don't want you to go play around in the library. So come back to me. So we have developed a couple games that we play in that carpet area to draw people back. Uh, And one of them, I have this state rug. One of them we play, one game we play is called Step on the State. And we do it for grades two to five. And it literally is two kids face off. I say the initials of a state and they find it you know, like MN, Minnesota, and then the first kid to step on it wins. Um, It it helps build that geographic awareness. But the other game that we play, if we're not (laughs) like dancing along to Just Dance, the other game we play is Ninja Cowboy Bear. No way. Where everyone circles around. So here you go. Picture this. We all circle around the carpet. Um, So they're on the outside of the carpet because the carpet is where we face off. The kids stand back to back. Of course. And we all as a group together say, ready, Ninja Cowboy, bear, shoot. And those are your three steps. Ninja, step. Cowboy, step. Bear, step. Shoot. Turn around and do your pose. Amazing. And (laughs) they get to do a full body face-off. And the kids call them out, just like with Rock, Paper, Scissors. The kids call them out. They're like, you changed your sign! Or whatever. (laughs) Um, But it is... There's always that one kid. (laughs) But it's become such a... Such a... Such a... I don't even know what to call it. Such an integral, such an identifying part of our program that when I was at my first school, we did it when I was, and, and kids came up playing it. When I went to open this brand new uh, elementary school for four years, I was there, we did it there. And now I'm at this new school with my previous principal two years. I've been there and we've already started doing it there and I can do it with K to five. And I can do it on just one of these like weird days. I was telling you before recording that uh, we may or may not have a snow day tomorrow or a delay tomorrow. So when our class is or when our classes are on like weird modified schedules where I only see the kids for like 20 minutes. So what do I do with five minutes plus 15 minutes book selection? I will read them The Legend of Ninja Cowboy Bear and we'll play Ninja Cowboy oh Bear. My gosh, that warms my heart. Matthew. Okay, Thank so, you. <laughs> that was half of a book talk and half of a people get this book and do this thing because it's awesome. Any way to any way I feel to combat the sort of craziness and the noise and the unstructured moments in our library with, hey, wait, instead of like me raising my voice at you, let's instead offer this thing that is, that's going to make us a tighter community, that's going to offer closeness. I'm going to do that thing. And Hillary, your book is like at the genesis of all of that. And then you said yes for coming on this podcast and I was freaking out. (laughs) <laughs> that's so amazing it's i no i love yeah. yeah and we we I have... love i love doing these readings and, and just, just just playing with the kids it's we just it's it's amazing how you know we get invited to these schools and libraries and we get to play games with 
kids. Like we totally do it for free. But was that like the impetus of the idea? Did you, did you and David start off going like, what if we had a rock, paper, scissors style picture book? Or did you have, what if we had these three characters? Cause all kids love ninjas and cowboys and bears or like where, where did that, if you can think back that far, where did that, where did the genesis of that idea come from? Oh, geez. Um, the, the actual, the game of Ninja Cowboy Bear is not something that I recreated. It's a game that I, I knew about. What? And, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a popular it's a popular rock, rock paper scissors game in um, in this uh, sport that I that I play called Ultimate Frisbee, and uh, it's it's a way that you can decide, you know, which team gets to pull and which team gets to receive, and it's a you know it's a fun it's a fun little game, and and we thought it'd be fun to to tell the story of you know the origin of what yes. what beats what yeah and, and make it accessible of it. to oh. everyone especially kids I which love is that a perfect audience <laughs> rock paper scissors is the perfect way to settle disputes, it really is I feel. so to do a full body thing is even more fun but it also makes it so universal as well and it opens up as you do it opens up the opportunity for well how else could you play how else could you play rock, paper, scissors? Yes. You do a full body. You do a silent version. You do a this. You do a that. It just – it. there's space there. I love those books that just save space for readers to think, what would you do? Um, totally. Yeah. It's good stuff. <laughs> I, and this is all to say these story ideas are great. Your board books, your your um, Legend of Rock, Paper, Scissors as well as – or um, your, your your Legend of Ninja Cowboy Bear through Rock, Paper, Scissors as well as the uh, the Way of the Ninja and the, the, the other books you have. But all of this, talking about your stories, we haven't even talked about just how wonderful your art is. What a control of color you have and geometric <laughs> shape that makes it so appealing and just graphically... I don't know. It just, it, it reads so well. It reminds me of that, that resource by Molly Bang that I can't remember the name of the book, but where she talks about how Little Red Riding Hood is really just, you could picture the entire story as colors and shapes, as like triangles and sticks and red and black and all of it will read that way. That's how your books read to me, that you just understand visual literacy. Ah, oh, thanks, Matthew. I, 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 I spend way too much time tweaking colors and, and moving moving shapes just just until they feel satisfying to me and and it's it's great that you know people notice that sort of thing. That's cool to know that that is something that that you think about that there are those tweaks until you get it until you feel like you've gotten it as as right as it's yeah. going to get. I like the um in the board book series um not only do I am I always a sucker for um, like designed bindings, you know, like how you have like what looks like the cloth wrap of the like Argyle hearts or Argyle. I like that. I like how books look together. I like how books look laid out. Um, I know that that's a, a, something that's that's a strong draw for me. But um, well, let me just go here first. First, okay. I love um, the texturing you've done. That it has almost this like wood panel or cloth or brushstroke texture going on in the background. I like mm-hmm. that. That feel that that quality that feels like you can run your fingers on it. That's nice. <laughs> but the one thing I wanted to nerd out over, which I think my my friend and fellow blogger Travis Yonker will totally love, is that you have had fun with the barcode art as well. Oh my, yes. Uh, on Ladybug in particular is the one that I noticed it on that you've got um the CN Tower and Ladybug like flying off over this uh, like yeah. cityscape. <laughs> <laughs> 
that wasn't not yeah not uh, not to, to my hometown um yeah i it was just just a a weird thing where uh i asked my art director patty ann i'm like would it be okay if i played around some bar, bar novelty barcode code ideas and she was like absolutely and you know next thing i know and i'm you know doodling different ideas and uh, they're part you know they're part of this package now and i and I, I couldn't be happier how everything came out. Have you done that for all four? I have. Oh, cool. On and the, actually, on... f- even for my next book series, uh, two that I'm working on with uh, Patty Ann Harris as well. Ooh. Okay, let's talk about that in a second. I was just going to say, though, <laughs> sure. the two copies I have, um, I have Will Ladybug Hug, and that has the barcode art. The other one I have, um, Will Bear Share, is the um, dual language one. It's in, It's in Spanish as well. Uh, and it was from our book fair. So, yay, oh, you got a book on our book fair. That's rad. Um, uh, yeah. But it had just, like, the plain barcode, probably because oh. maybe for book fair edition, they have, like, a different bar. I don't know. But I it's such a that version. It's such a tr- – I mean, it's, like, the same – It's otherwise, it looks the exact same. Other than the Scholastic logo, below it has the yellow um, en espanol line that they do on their um, – is it Scholastic Libros series? They have a, they have a you know, a side imprint or oh. whatever that's Spanish. Well, um, the, the the version that I have, uh, we, we we actually see Bear in a um, upside down umbrella going over a waterfall. So that's so that's that's. I'll make sure I send you. A, I'll get you a copy. No, but tell a, me the other ones. The so, so Bear oh. has Bear has going over Niagara. Uh, yep. And, and uh, for for sheep, we have uh, sheep not sleeping and bouncing on his bed. And then for giraffe, we have. Uh, it's kind of the ending of the story. I don't know. Okay, don't don't then. Oh, okay, but but whenever <laughs> people go out and get and no 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 it's, <laughs> yeah. no 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 unless it's you didn't spoil it unless it's like giraffe ends up behind bars, so uh, we're fine. Oh no, no I've said too much. Oh no, I'm gonna stop guessing. I don't want to. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. That, okay. I thought it'd be a fun nod to the ending of the book. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, so let me just change subjects then before we wrap up. I'm watching our time. We're getting close to wrapping up. But oh, do you okay. want to share just a little bit about what's coming down the line? Uh, sure. Um, so as you meant, as I guess we both mentioned, the giraffe comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, January 29th. Um, and then later this year, I I got I had the privilege of working on a book with uh, Corey Rosen Swartz and Rebecca Gomez. Really. Uh, yeah, uh, Corey, it's queen of tough trucks. Say queen of it's, rhyming, yes. Uh yeah, we we love we we're big fans of their uh, Hansel and Gretel Ninja Chicks book. Oh um, yeah, my kids are yeah, and you know normally we're not big fans of rhyming books, but these ladies they're just so they're so gifted with words, and yeah, I couldn't say no to this project. Tell uh, me the name yeah, of it again. It's two tough trucks. Two tough trucks, and when will it release? Uh, September seventeenth. Okay, this year and, it's coming. It's yeah, it's 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 coming, um, and I'm working on the sequel right now, so it's kind of kind of timely. Um, so this two tough trucks is about the first day of school, and there's two very two very different classmates that have to learn to work together. Um, and it is really personal because um, my little girl just started her first day of school. Oh, and... congratulations! <laughs> yeah, school is such uh, a big deal. Oh, it's a big step. Oh, she's been ready for she's been ready for years. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, because he has we an would older walk. sibling. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She, she, we would dress up every day, and she'd have her own backpack. 
we pack it up. We walk all the way to school with her older brother where she give him a big hug goodbye and oh. have to hang, you know, then walk all the way back home with dad to to spend the day with dad and uh, while her while her big brother got to go to school. But I, yeah. anyway, I, I'm digressing. No, it's, I love uh, it. I'm super lucky to be working with, you know, my Scholastic Dream team, Patty Ann Harris, uh, Celia Lees, uh, and Don Boo, um, the same team that I got to work on the board books with. And um, yeah, I'm super excited to to share more as we get closer to the release day. That's awesome. Um, I, I'm so glad that you've got good stuff coming and that you're so excited about it and that your children are like reflected in these stories and that you're getting out and seeing readers. I wish you just more and more connections with readers and that you have opportunity for them to express back to you in their imperfect and beautiful ways uh, the way that they are connecting with your stories, Hillary. I wish that for you. Oh, thank you so much, Matthew. This, that means a lot. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think it's always wonderful for us to center ourselves back on those readers always when we're creating uh, and even just when we're conversing like this. So I want to close our conversation uh, by bringing us back to those kids uh, and tell you that I will see barring snow. I'll see a library full (laughs) of children tomorrow morning. Hillary, is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes. Okay. I've been preparing this. Um, Hey class. Okay. I like to share something that I've learned with you. Teachers and librarians and parents have one of the toughest jobs in the world. They work hard every day for you. So if you give it a chance, please be sure to show your appreciation. You can say thanks or even better, give them a super high five. I bet they'd really like that. Thanks. This is Darshan Kiani, children's author and book blogger. Want to find out the latest South Asian books and children's literature? Check out www.flowering-minds.com forward slash South Asian Kidlet. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com forward slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out with the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Sarah, Kate, Lisa, Darshna, Marianne, Jarrett, Anitra, Mike, Lynn, Link, Karina, Cynthia, Elaine, Doug, Judy, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Teresa, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to come with us too. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you.
We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumor has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favorite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.